0: Hey, hey, this is Dale Calvert. This is the MLM Success Podcast. I hope you guys had a phenomenal Christmas at the time this podcast will be dropped. It's scheduled to be dropped on December 28th. So Christmas is over, and I hope you and yours had just a wonderful, wonderful holiday and you're ready to really get focused on 2021 and making it the best year that you possibly can make it. Uh, I've always believed and always taught that when you unify your organization, you separate yourself from the masses. The fundamental problem, challenge with network marketing, is it's been built by what I call personality leaders instead of PCI leaders, which PCI leaders base their duplication on principles, concepts, ideas, systems. This is a repeat of a No Fluff session, session three, It's actually an interview that John Milton Fogg did with me many years ago. And honestly, um, I believe that when the interview started, his thought process was, I don't believe in unified duplicatable systems. I don't believe in systems. I believe network marketing success has been, is dependent upon an individual's own drive, determination, ambition, and I'm going to prove Del Calvert wrong. Uh, John and I are friends. I mean, we don't have any. There's no bad blood between us. But I think that was his true belief prior to this interview. And honestly, I believe everything that he just said, that ultimately your success is dependent upon you, the person staring you back in the mirror, your drive, determination, work ethic, willingness to learn, willingness to take consistent action, all that without question. Is required to become successful in any entrepreneurial endeavor, any of them, name them. My only point is in network marketing, when you can unify your organization and you can create unity with people that have the drive, determination, uh, focus to move forward in their business, when you can unify those kind of people, it creates a strength and a power that is very rarely seen within the network marketing business model. When you have leadership that is unified, that leadership team will separate themselves from the masses. So let's go way back. I'm not even sure. This was probably recorded over 10 years ago. It was originally recorded, made available. It was session number three in the No Fluff Network Marketing session. It's called... Uh, best-selling author John Milton Fogg, the greatest networker in the world, parentheses he wrote that book. Drills drills Dale Calvert on the, the the validity the validity of duplicatable systems in network marketing. I will say today that it's more difficult than ever to create that type of culture, but I believe I believe that it can be done, and that's absolutely our goal over the next five years. So I hope you enjoy this session. I'll talk to you next week.
1: Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM profit, network marketing virtual mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people, Dale Calvert.
0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. This is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this issue, this session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. Very, very excited about the information we're going to be sharing with you in this particular episode. If you've been involved in network marketing anytime at all, you've heard the name John Milton Fogg, author of The Greatest Networker in the World, Awesome book should be a part of every network marketing leader's library. This session is something that I know many of you will want to share with your upline. As we've said many times, this podcast is for people that are making a hundred thousand plus a year, they're full time in the industry or they're well on their way. This is not a podcast for newbies. We try to discuss advanced ideas, concepts. And in the first three episodes, we've just really been trying to give people a concept of unified, duplicatable training systems and help people understand the difference between a 3 percenter, a 70 percenter, and a 27 percenter. I know it's a hard concept for people to to really grasp and because I've been trying to communicate this with really good people that are really value-focused for many, many years. Uh, I don't expect an uh, ego-driven, greed-oriented leader to ever hear this because they don't hear anything that doesn't relate to their pocketbook. So I get that as well. John Milton Fogg, uh, we did this interview. He he called and interviewed me, and John Milton Fogg – I don't want to say he drilled me because I would love to be, have that type of interview done with me at any time. But I think he really challenged the philosophy. He challenged the concept. He did not believe in unified duplicatable training in any way, shape or form. And I appreciate that. I mean, I really appreciated the questions. I pre- appreciated Everything that he said, the questions were super intelligent. And I understand because John's been around the industry for many, many years. He was the original publisher of Upline magazine and, you know, he's done a lot of events. So John's been around a lot of three percenters over his life. So not, not agreeing with the comp, the concept of unified duplicatable systems is totally 100% understandable for me, and it was during this episode. And the thing that I really, really appreciate it is there's a concept we teach, and it's called the leadership development paradigm shift. And the leadership development paradigm shift happens – At some point in every network marketing, leaders, not in average distributors that are in the program, but leaders get to a point where they understand at some point, at some level, that really what they're doing is not duplicatable. And the leadership development paradigm shift basically means that it – that you, you understand when this shift happens, that you understand it's not about you. It's not about the 70%ers that come and go like a revolving door on your team. It is about the 27%ers. It, it, it always has been. It always will be. And, the days of three percenters finding other three percenters who finding other three percenters in this industry, uh, from people that are outside of the industry, uh, are long gone. I don't think they'll ever return until the industry itself returns to our roots of personal development programs with a compensation plan attached. With all that said, um, uh, I I hope that this session gives you a very unique perspective. Again, I appreciate John so much for his candor and his communication ability and the intelligent questions that he asks. And I think because of that, you will be able to grab some insights that maybe you never would have been able to grab, not because of what I'm communicating, but because of the intelligent questions and the manner in which they were asked. And this interview with the author of The Greatest Networker in the World, Mr. John Milton Fogg.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another session. This one called MLM Help. Now, I don't know how you grew up, but I grew up through uh, the personal growth and development times of the early '70s, and a lot of the workshops then were pretty fierce. <laughs> they used to uh, uh, you know, lower a cannon at you and blow you off the stage. And one of the famous remarks I remember from Werner Earhart was that help is the expectation that someone or something outside of you is going to come along and save your butt. Uh help has gotten a, a kind of a bad rap. But the gentleman we're going to talk to today is a master of network marketing and he's all about help. That's his mission. His love is training and coaching and his passion is providing duplicatable systems for people. And I want to talk to him about that because I'm generally not a fan of duplicatable systems. Notions of cloning and do it my way or hit the highway, uh, business goes up line, down line, but never cross line kind of stuff comes up for me. And the fact that so many, there are so many varied and different people in network marketing. How can a given system support the different personalities and strengths and values and styles that we all end up with in any downline organization. So It's going to be fun to learn about his perspective because he's been exceedingly successful doing it. He was the number one representative in a company called New Image from approximately 1994 through the year 2000. Uh, 60,000 people in his organization, $120 million in sales. Uh, The guy uh, clearly has been there and has done that. And He shifted about eight years ago to full-time dealing with consulting and training and Mm -hmm. seminars. Uh, He's a prolific author. He's put together a number of these systems. He's got a new one going now, which is... Truly intriguing, which I want to learn a little more about. It's a let the tool do the work kind of deal, uh, in association with Robert Kiyosaki and his Perfect Business looks like uh, an extraordinary possibility for people. As I said, the man does do a little bit of wearing his heart on his sleeve. I met him. It's very interesting. I met him very briefly. We were we were recalling when that had happened. Because I was curious if I had met him. And it's unusual not to meet a guy like this for me, having, uh, he's been in this business since he was 20. I've been in this business for 20 years. And we ran into each other at one of Art Jonak's masterminds, but it was one of those shake hands, hi, I know you, you know me kind of deals. But we didn't sit down and talk. So this is my uh, first opportunity to get to know this guy. His reputation precedes him. I I called a number of people and I said, "Give me the straight story on this gentleman." And they did, and it was a good story. Uh, this is a guy whose investment in people is his stock and trade. Uh, he's got the the cars, the houses, the multi million dollar you know portfolio or whatever. But when you speak to him about what turns him on most in this business? It's helping people, and the results that he's been able to to facilitate others in achieving. And boy, that's my uh, my number one criteria for a real leader in this business. You don't hear about the cars and the watches and the homes and the travel. You hear about what they're able to do, what their vision is for their people. Uh, that's where this man comes from. So, Good session coming up. Learn a lot. I will. I hope you
3: do, too, from
2: Mr. Dale Calvert.
3: Good day, sir. It's more than a pleasure, John. I'm excited to be with, with, with you and uh, your listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Duplicatable
2: systems, let's hold our nose and jump right in. I do <laughs> want to find out a little bit about your history, how you got started. but. You heard my introduction, so you know what I think about duplicatable systems, and it it is from the hard knocks school of watching many of them not work. Tell me what you mean by it, and tell me the kinds of systems you've created that you recommend that you teach and train on. Well, you know,
3: being someone who's read... Basically everything I I think that you've written over the years, this is probably the only, the only area that, that we have a little bit of a difference. And I think it's probably just because of where I'm coming from. But, you know, I think in the industry when people get started, uh, they to some degree have to, have to find their own strengths. They have to find their own way in the beginning. It's so much about personal growth, personal development, my time management skills, my ability to communicate with other people, and our focus in the in the beginning is is on ourselves and our own personal growth. And eventually, there has to be—I call it—the leadership paradigm shift, where you're not worrying so much about yourself, but you're worrying about and focusing on your team and the people that you that you get involved. Uh, in in your program, and what I finally came to the conclusion was uh, that there's there's a, a large segment of the people that join any network marketing organization. I call them the 27 percenters. I believe an organization is made up of 70 percenters, 27 percenters, and 3 percenters. And 3 percenters have the attitude, get out of my way, I'm going to go make it happen, and they usually do. And those are the people that have basically built the industry. But it's those 27 percenters. And I, and I call them, you know, they're just good, honest, hardworking, teachable people. And those people are usually end up being taught by the three percenters. And the three percenters, their, their mentality for the most part is just, well, you got to work harder. And they don't really understand the, support and, more importantly, the structure that the 27 percenter needs in order to succeed. Because 27 percenters spend their career, a lot of times, trying to find the magic bullet. Uh, They don't know who to follow. They go to one seminar and there's a grandmother that's doing extremely well and she's doing the business this way and then the next speaker at this event is a young couple, and they're doing it the opposite the way the grandmother does it, and they stay in a state of confusion. So I believe, and what, the way we built our organization was when we brought people in, it was very, very unified. It was very duplicatable, and we, we applied what I call the McDonald's uh, concept to our network marketing business. I mean, if I if I go into a McDonald's uh, or a Starbucks or any successful franchise, I went to Starbucks this morning, and it doesn't matter if I'm here in Kentucky or in Dallas or in Virginia or wherever I go. When I pull up to the Starbucks, they're going to say, "Welcome to Starbucks. What can I get started for you today?" And that terminology is taught, and and only ter- when you when you when you really refine what you do to that level, then and only then can it really be duplicated and with uh McDonald's, I mean you go into a McDonald's the French friar's always on the left. I can go to work in any McDonald's anywhere in the world, and I know where everything is I know what my term I know that I'm going to ask them, would you like to supersize that? I know what my 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 uh my role is I know what my my terminology is and when you produce that kind of uh, unity within your organization it gives people a strength and a power because they know everybody's on the same page doing the same thing and it's working and they aren't constantly looking for the magic bullet and I could go on and on about this concept because I really believe in it. I believe it's a missing link in the industry. I understand why it is because the industry for 50 years has been built with three percenters, but the masses, the 27 percent, which are really I think the people that are missing it are, are, are not getting the support that they need, are looking for a much more structured environment and, and, structured way to build their business and they're looking for a higher level of direction and training. And, uh, you know, we built our organization of 60,000 and our leaders were 27 percenters. We had a th- few three percenters, but they conformed. They didn't like it, but they conformed to what we were doing. And, uh, you know, they may, uh, awesome incomes and built awesome organizations because of it. So I mean I could go on and on, John. But that's the well, base. Yeah, I, I want you to go on and on.
2: Yeah, uh, I do want to make one little caveat, which is uh, if you get a chance to to have this conversation from the stage in Australia or Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Uh, understand that their French fries machines are on the right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was I, I used I used to say the very same thing about about duplication. <laughs> That's probably where I got it from. <laughs> and uh, well, doubtful. It's been uh, uh, it's been used many times because it's it's right on. What what I want to know most is what are the elements? What are you saying? The elements are of this. Duplicatable system. And how do you make the space? I know you're sensitive to individuals. I mean, you, you pointed out, you know, here's the grandma who did the business one way and here's the young couple doing the business the other way and it creates confusion for people. And I'm real sensitive to that and clearly you are too. How do we make allowances with a duplicatable system that embraces the values and the strengths and the styles of the vast array of individuals we're going to come in contact with in that twenty-seven percent group. Um,
3: I believe that that it's not. I believe that the, that there's um, the three percenters are have much more drive, determination, naturally, whatever you want to call it. They're, they're, they've got the personality plus. Uh, they have the drive, they have the termination, they have the, the attitude, get out of my way, I'll get it done. And, and most of the conflict and most of the rub is created from those people. And, and I believe that most 27 percenters have the attitude, I'm teachable, I want to make a difference in my family's life, if you just show me what to do, I will do it. And they need that kind of support structure for the most part, uh, you know, the, a concept that we teach is when you unify your organization, when you, when your organization becomes unified and duplicated on what they're doing, unity creates a separation from the masses. When you unify, you separate. You know, that's why McDonald's is different from, or had the success, and, and is different from Mom and Paul's hamburger stand. You know the unity created a separation, and you know this all goes back for me to um, I guess the the second network marketing company I was with, and it was it was built and everywhere everywhere you look were three percenters, and they were all teaching different ideas and concepts. And at this point in my career, this whole unity creates separation and creating unified systems and working with twenty seven percenters. All that had kind of been formulated in my mind. And when I, we went to a big event, I mean, I would have a special conference call before we went to the event and said, look, guys, here's what's going to happen. You know, you're going to have 14 different people telling you 14 different ways to do it. We know what we're doing. We're having success. We're going to continue to have success. And any questions that, that come up, during the, this weekend i want you to come to me directly afterwards and we'll talk about it and it was it was tough keeping people focused and moving forward and not you know thinking somebody else has the magic bullet but it, you know ultimately it worked and it created a strength and it created a power within our team and at that time with that particular company I had one of the vice presidents tell me, he said, Dale, you know, when our volume was decreasing every month, you were you had the only team that was continuing to grow. And I and I think it's in direct proportion and because of you know, the unity and the strength and the the things that we were teaching people in a very sequential step by step order. I mean, I just, I, I, this is, I believe in this so, so much, and I know that it's, you know, most, a lot of people talk about duplicatable systems, but they really don't have duplicatable systems. They have a way that they teach people how to prospect. But what about when somebody doesn't show up at a meeting? What specifically do you do? Are they, they aren't on the conference call? What specifically do you do? I believe you take every aspect of the business and you systemize it and you break it down and you name it, and therefore it can be duplicated. Every aspect. All right, I'm going to put on my bulletproof boots
2: so that if I do shoot myself in the foot, it's not going to hurt that much.
3: Okay. (laughs) Where,
2: Where then do you come down on things like Upline Magazine and the Mastermind Sessions, where part of my job for 20 years has been exposing network marketers to various... People in the business, their stories, their struggles, how they overcame them, uh, and you know they're going to present different ways of doing this and doing that. Does that mean that you're you're the kind of leader that ain't going to tell people about that magazine or or the mastermind sessions?
3: Oh uh, no, and I was a uh, you know lifetime member of Upline and. Uh... I believe that everybody needs to learn from the stories of other people. I believe the story, uh, you know, that's, that's the key. That's where the inspiration comes from. And, uh, you know, I believe we can all learn from each other and over, it probably took 10 years to formulate totally what I do, what I teach, what I believe and that the, everything came from as much education as I possibly could get during those ten years i mean i and I continue and and I would continue to add something that would fit within the system I mean, if we need to sell mcribs you know and Mcribs makes sense, then we'll put a mcrib on the menu and 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 implement it into what well, into the system into the program. The problem is in network marketing, you have people I'm from Hawaii, so I think we should sell pineapple burgers and they get and that's kind of the way that, that things get uh, they 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 go askew but for my first four or five years when I was working a full-time job uh I I was able to keep a walkman and for people that aren't don't know what a walkman is it was an iPod that played cassettes for the younger generation but uh, you know <laughs> But I had a Walkman. Yeah, and and a covered wagon. I know. Yeah, I mean, and I listen to tapes eight ten hours a day every single day, every day, to get myself as educated as I possibly could. So, uh, you know, I believe that we should study success stories and try to see people where they've been and not where they are. So many times we we see people where they what what they've accomplished and we don't realize the the road they had to travel in order to achieve the success that they enjoy at this point in, or at that point in their life
2: well the two things that that occur to me about that number 1 is there's a bunch of them out there famous ones who don't tell the truth right you know i mean how many times have you heard about the uh, kid uh, who was uh, in college and working as a waiter and uh, became a multimillionaire in network marketing, forgetting to tell you that mom and dad were huge in, in Herbalife or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, there's that part of it. But the other one that fascinates me, uh, Dale, and, and from the sound of you and certainly your track record, this is a place where you get separated from, uh, where you separate yourself from a large group of leaders out there. Is They don't know. They don't the, one of the challenges, I think, with the three percenters, besides do it my way or hit the highway, besides I'm a red personality and i'm I'm a dominant personality and and this is how I do things, and blah blah, blah for which the people in the audience sit there and look at them and they're inspired by them, except they have the thought, "I can't do that." That's I right. can never do that that ain't me the The other aspect is. I don't think they know. They've never
3: asked. They just do it. You're exact. I agree with that 100%. I call, you know, they threw enough mud on the wall and some of it stuck. I mean, that's what... And, and, and the problem is the, their, their people threw enough mud on the wall and some of it stuck. And you had three percenters stacked up on top of three percenters in different groups. I, this huge masses, huge group of people that don't have that, whatever that is. The 27 percenters need more direction and coaching and support than go out there and work harder and throw more mud on the wall. You know, I, I call it pinnacle leadership, and I talk to people, you've got to look at somebody and you say, you know, people that have made $10,000 a month in this industry are a dime a dozen. That's 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 no big deal. The first thing you have to look at is okay how many people in their organization are making that kind of income and more importantly than that how many people have those people trained that are making that kind of income is there three levels of of full time income being made and the the most important thing is are all three of those levels are they all teaching the same thing or are they all teaching different things now First of all, it's really hard to find three levels of $10,000 a month income earners. That's extremely hard. And if you happen to, I can almost guarantee you that they're all doing their own thing their own way. If you ever find somebody and they're all on the same page, now you've got unity, now you've got a system that can be taught and that the 27%er can plug into and accept and, and expect, you know, good results. I was in Indonesia
2: speaking a number of years ago for a, a very substantial leader there, and uh, he had warned me in subtle ways and direct ways at a meal before, before my presentation that uh, he was all about a duplicatable system and I should basically watch my butt while I was up on stage with what I told his people, and to make the point, Dale, even more strongly He spoke before I did, and he brought up like seven young men from his organization, and it was it was interesting. I mean, from the get go, I knew what was happening because these seven guys were all Armani dressed with Versace ties and you know Italian shoes in Indonesia. Right. And he went through a kind of standing up. um, I can't remember what this is called when uh, breakdancing routine. He did a, a kind of hip hoppy routine that lasted about 20 to 30 seconds, and he showed it to the first guy, and he asked the first guy now to do what he did, mm-hmm. and the first guy did pretty well. Now, he probably he probably captured 93 four percent of what the leader did. Then he had the first guy show the second guy, and then the third guy show the fourth guy, and the fourth whispering down the lane, and man, it was really obvious because by the time they got to guy number 4 it was a totally different show than that which the leader had done and his point which he made very strongly was look you know you've got to focus on and learn from one source and i've been fighting this for years and you're gaining on me calvert <laughs> well well
3: i think i think and that's a great example but i think that that the fourth guy in the line can, can understand, if your support structure is in place, the fourth guy in line can really be better than the second or the third. Even the fifth guy in line can, can understand the system better than the, it, they don't have to depend upon the other people to, to grasp the system. And I think, that That is the key as far as how is the system implemented to your team? because if if it's dependent upon one person to tell the next to tell the next to tell the next, uh, there there's no way it cannot be a breakdown. But we, we had when a person joined the organization, they learned the basic system on four audio CDs, and that's the basic recruiting system, the basic retail system, our product movement system. They learned the basic foundational system the day they joined. They got that on CD. Once a month, at, in every location that we had all over the United States, the first Saturday of every month, there was what we call a live quick start training. It was it, it held at every location, every Saturday, started at 9, ended at 12. It's three segments, and it reinforces what they heard the day they joined. Then at, every, and at that time, of course, we were doing live opportunity meetings all over the country, but it doesn't matter if you're doing, doing them on a conference call or a webinar. It's the same concept. We had eight weeks, eight, eight training sessions. Everybody had their own training manual, and this was a little bit more advanced, and they would go through week one, week two, and then we, when we finished week eight, we would start over, at week one and overcoming call phone call reluctance was one of the was one of the segments, but it was eight weeks, it was constantly repeated and after a person had set through it two or three times and they were having success then that's how we train well they they learned from the eight week training that's how they got in front of the first is through teaching a training and our quick starts and, and implantation in implantation and of of the material gave people all, all put all people on the same level, and all 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 of our people had the opportunity to grow, and for lack of a better term, become a manager within our McDonald's because of the system. So, Dale, detail for me the the highlights of the system. What were the important areas, and what were the elements that you trained on? Okay, well, the first CD is Until You Know Why, The How Doesn't Matter. You know, the one thing that I've learned over the years is the people that make it have strong desire. I mean, extremely strong desire. They either have, and they know specifically why they're doing the business. They know specifically what they want to accomplish from the business. You know, they they have the ability to dream. So the first is Until You Know Why, The How Doesn't Matter. We had a top Three reasons, the top twenty reasons systematic uh system to help people get in touch with their why uh, are there so, any el- are there any elements of that
2: that you can share um, how how you connect people with that because and I, I'm asking very selfishly, um, you know I know this one and I've known this one for years, and in all honesty, I still kind of struggle with it. Yeah, I right. know, okay, it's not the money. Right. Uh so what's the money for? Uh but drilling down into that, I I keep bumping up against, you know, not not being clear and 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 not being able to stick my finger on stuff.
3: Right. And what we really did with that just that segment and really everything, but you create a culture around that. And and You know, one of the, in part of this system, we, we have what we call the 20 reasons, and that's the first step is, okay, sit down and think about what are 20 things, 20 reasons, what are 20 things you want to accomplish because you're in the business? And just let your mind go. You know, Jim Rohn talks about people don't accomplish more because they don't want enough. They don't want more. So I want people to really think, you know, small, big, you know, what, what do you really want to accomplish? What would really, you know, make a difference in your life or for the people that you care about? And from that 20, isolate your top three. And your top three is probably where most of your inspiration is going to come from. And then, you know, we do a whole series where we take the top three and, and now let's, change the words into pictures, and, you know, if you want to go to Hawaii, you know, you've never been to Hawaii, you want to go to Hawaii, let's get the pictures, and, you know, a lot of this goes back to the foundational uh, Amway, you know, it really does, and, and and but it's the way our mind works. Our mind works in pictures. We think in pictures, and so we, we take the top three, and like for me, when I first got started, I, I had a I've looked every day at a $5,000 check because at the time, $5,000 a month, you know, this is 25 years ago or so, would get me out of IBM. So I wanted I wanted to be full-time. I wanted to go to Hawaii, and I wanted a new car. So I had a picture of a Mercury Cougar of a, a Hawaii and a $5,000 check, and that's what I thought about daily. And when I got down, you know, That's, that's what keeps people inspired. Your reasons is is what keeps people in the game. And so many people, they don't know why they're doing it other than this looks like a good way to make some extra money. That's not going to keep them in the game. So you have to, you have to in the beginning, uh, help them really get established with this because if I know why I'm doing it, it's harder not to start and it's, and it's much harder to give up if, if, if i give up my kids aren't going to private school you know that's so that's number one in the system and that's the most important thing and i tell people until people have their 20 reasons their top three don't teach them a thing don't try to work with them you know that's number one until they've established why i don't care how much product they want to order or i don't care if their aunt you know aunt mary wants to to uh have a home meeting or whatever i none of that if they don't know why they're doing it i'm not doing a thing with them that's the first that i throw the ball i throw the ball to them they have to throw the ball back when they throw it back it's it get, giving me copies of their reasons and and their why because i can't help them get where they want to go if i don't know what they want to accomplish so you know, I that's, do a—that's it. I, I do a thing called belief busters, and
2: uh, once again, my motivation is selfish. I learned uh, through experience and through winning and through losing that beliefs were fundamental. Bottom line: you must have encountered in this pursuit of people's why ways that people's fundamental beliefs got in the way of their being able to see their whys and express their whys because they didn't think there was any possibility. Uh, they had thoughts that no matter what they do, it's never enough or good enough or things like that. Did you encounter that, number one? And if you did, and I'm sure you did, what did you do about it? Well, that
3: in, in the eight-week training, uh, we had we had one session. Was our most popular called "Programming Your Mind for Success." We also had another called. Oh, um, uh, uh, I'll tell you in a minute, but it was about the obstacles that you run into in the beginning. I can't remember the specific title of the training, but the the thing that I have found is, you know, as Napoleon Hill says, "What the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve." I don't care. If they tell me that they don't, I just want to know what can what can what can you believe? Because if they say a three hundred dollar check would change my life, then put that on your list. I don't care that it's not thirty thousand or three hundred thousand a month. I don't because of what I have found is if you can create some success for people in the beginning, then. They will start to believe. If they have initial success, then they're going to start to believe. And once they they reach that three hundred dollar check, then their next twenty reasons sheet, they will might put a thousand dollar check on it. And and I know I talked I worked with one guy and and he was doing pretty good twenty five hundred so a month. And I had and he was trying to get to three thousand so he could quit his job. And I said forget three thousand in and he was looking at a check every day for three thousand. I said, write a check for four thousand and put that on your mirror, and that's what you're working towards. Well, he blew right through the three thousand, and then we then we then we bump it up to six, and and it's just helping people develop belief, baby steps at a time, and that's why when when you bring somebody in, there you've got to get them some initial success because that's. That sparks that hope, and that creates them walking down the path, and they'll play ball with you because they see what you're doing is helping them and it's working. And if they continue down the road, then then you know they're going to have success. Most people still don't, but I knew if I could if I could have that kind of one-on-one, let's go down the road together relationship with people. And develop three to five people a year, then very unified, very systematically, then within three or four years, I would be in a situation where my organization was going to continue to duplicate, not because it was built upon personality, but because it was built upon systems. And that's what we saw. I mean, it took me ten years to make a hundred thousand dollars, have a hundred thousand dollar a year in this industry. But my 11th year jumped to a million, and my 12th year jumped to three million. And only because of the unified, duplicatable systems that were in place and people that had not just bought into it but who had experienced it and knew how to take people through the through the path that they had walked. So, Dale, you mentioned, in what you just said, you mentioned IBM. Uh-huh
2: were you an engineer or a oh, no. a marketer
3: no I, neither i i put i i i put the Selectric typewriters together
2: <laughs> I, I had one engineer. of those yeah i had one yeah, of I'll those i probably built
3: was... i probably put the motor and the keyboard on it <laughs> it, oh. was, it was
2: back uh, that was back before i got my walkman <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um you said uh, earlier and earlier ago, you said uh, you started talking about the story. Tell me your story. How did you get involved? Where did you come um, from and how did you first get involved in this?
3: Well, I'm from a little town in Kentucky called Stamping Ground. It's population 400. It's like Mayberry. Uh, literally, there's not a stoplight in the town. And that's, that's kind of where I grew up here in Kentucky. I'm about 15 miles north of Lexington. Uh, when I was about nine, ten years old, I got into magic as a hobby, being a magician. And that continued to grow, and I became a member of the International Brotherhood of Magicians when I was fourteen. And I had a, I kind of did pretty good through high school. Just, I would do magic shows during the holidays and kids' birthday parties, and, uh, here in Kentucky, we have a lot of, uh, Parties that go on at the different horse farms, and they would hire me to walk around and do close-up magic, and I had a pretty good little business, and I really loved that. I had a passion for it, and I was looking for a way to be able to make some extra money so I could, you know, really devote time to my magic and hopefully leave IBM. I uh, I, I went to school at night. Uh, after I graduated high school I went to, I was going to night school, I was working and then I got hired at IBM full time and when I got hired there everybody said, Dale, you've got it made now. Great company, great benefits, just stay there, work hard and great things are ahead of you and and I couldn't stand it. I just hated that environment. So I was looking for a way to make extra money to supplement the money I was earning Doing, doing different magic gigs around central Kentucky and uh, sent away for everything, bought everything, every Opportunity magazine. Uh, I started uh, listening to audio cassettes from, uh, from Amway because I love the motivation and, and just kind of from that standpoint I got, kind of got sewed on the concept of residual income. And I end up getting involved with the Shackley Corporation when I was 20. And, uh, you know, it, probably within two or three years of that, I, I fell in love with the industry, with the people, the whole, the power of it, and it really gave me a good place to direct my energies and my focus and creativity and I just I love the industry and, and you know I, I kinda decided maybe I want to do this for the rest of my life and uh after being involved with Shackley Corporation for five years I was able to finally uh leave IBM and uh you know I've never had a paycheck from a company since that day. And uh you know, I I've been involved in three network marketing companies over my career. And then, uh, in 2000s when we decided, hey, we're just gonna devote our full-time efforts to coaching and teaching and, and decided well, I didn't want the responsibility of a, of a downline team anymore. And, what, uh, it's been great. What were the keys or key to your success? I mean, you,
2: you did okay with Shackley, but certainly wasn't enough to keep you there.
3: Right. Um I think, you know, if it hadn't been for my reason top three reasons, I would have never made it through 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 that beginning years. But it was that's what drove me. I mean, I, I wanted I wanted out of IBM, I wanted to go to Hawaii one day, I wanted a new car, and probably, you know, my ultimate reason was there was a brand new development that was uh largest l- man made lake here in Kentucky. And uh, home sites, just absolutely beautiful, about eight miles out of town. And I thought one day I want to have a home here. And I would, you know, drive out there to this gated community and just think about that. Because at the time I was driving an old beat-up Chevette and living in literally a 600-square-foot home, four-room home. And uh so the reasons and knowing why put me in a situation where if I didn't do this I had no options really. I mean there was, what else am I going to do? I can stay at IBM for 30 years or I can you know get better at what I'm doing at my at my craft at network marketing and what I want to be my profession and I can get really become better at that. I can I can control that. And if I continue to to grow and learn and develop then you know it's possible for me to be able to have my my dreams fulfilled in this industry and there's really no other place that I was aware of that would allow me to to fulfill the success that I wanted and and to have the things in life I wanted like the network marketing industry so I think the thing that drove me without question was just uh, a, a desire and, and a determination that I wasn't going to quit.
2: Dale, is that, uh, is that
3: the house where Mike
2: Batillo recorded his, uh, famous apprentice
3: See, video? No, no, that's, that's, uh, that house we ended, we ended up building, uh, a couple years later and that on a hundred acres and, uh, you know, that, that, that the, the house I, I did end up at Mallor Point and, uh, On the lake and loved it and could have stayed there and been happy for the rest of my life. And, uh, I was looking at maybe buying some, some, uh, a cabin or something in Gatlinburg or somewhere to get away. And at the time my, my wife said, well, you know, I'd really like to talk about getting closer to Lexington, Kentucky before we buy something, you know, on the beach or in the mountains. And so one thing led to another and we ended up. Building that home, which uh you know, over sixteen thousand square feet, and a lake on the back, and that's that's the home that Mike uh, did his apprentice video in front of. <laughs> yeah.
2: that, that was a remarkable piece.
3: Yeah, I thought he did great with that. Yeah, I, I really I really liked it. Mike's full of spit and vinegar, you know. <laughs> a little, <laughs> yeah. no. Yeah, um, he's a good kid. So
2: one of the things that i think you've done very very well is is uh, i mean you you are uh well known as a as a pioneer of lots of things i mean you uh, you had membership websites before this you know before anybody was doing this current craze about membership websites you were using right. webinar technologies um you put a mall online before Quickstar, uh, and you've done a lot with lead generators, autoresponders, lead capture pages. Talk to me a little bit about that. I mean, one of the things many of us who have played on the internet have done is to, is to pour uh, a great deal of money and a great deal of time and, and waste a great deal of dreams. On trying to utilize the internet in a a way that works for our business, what are the ways you found that work best?
3: Well, you know, I I absolutely love the internet and believe in the internet, and it's just it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal tool. And I think what happened, it probably hit its peak. I'll, I'll say three years ago, where. It was, and, and you still see it a lot today, but I think people are starting to wake up where everybody said, you know, uh, you know, go to the internet and you'll get rich and, and that's the only way to build a network marketing business is you have to do it online and all that. And I don't, you know, I, I believe in a sequential, I believe everybody should strive to become a master at prospecting, a master at prospecting. Where you understand and you can be successful, uh, in every aspect, you know, and we start, I I mean, I teach warm market from warm, and how to successfully, effectively work in your warm market, get the dollar signs out of your eyes, you know, your, your warm market is for referrals basically, then how do you create leads in your local market from there, I believe you should do some newspaper advertising from there, you move into what everybody's calling the answer, which is not the answer, but that's the funded proposal concept. I believe in that, but it's not the only way. And then, you know, you move into the Internet. And the problem that I see online is number—it's twofold. Number one is people are spending a lot of time, energy, and effort driving traffic to a uh, company Self-replicated website, and when the prospect goes to that site, you know maybe they've they've responded to a a classified ad or a Google ad word or whatever, but they, they get the they get the person to go to their website, and when the person goes there, they don't know. Uh, They have multiple options, and there's too many options. They don't know how to find information on the product, or they don't know how to find information on the opportunity, and they've got all these links and all these options, and a confused mind does nothing, and they end up clicking out. So that's the first thing that's happening with network marketers. And then, thankfully, a lot of people have started to understand that when I send someone to my site, I have to capture that data. I, and I have to use a lead capture page or squeeze page, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, probably the last two or three years, you know, you see this trend, thankfully, where people are understanding that follow-up is more important than the initial contact. And when somebody comes to your website, if you don't collect their data and have a way to follow up with them, then you're, it's going to do you no good. And, you know, you have to be able to follow up. Now, what has happened, really what I've seen in the last especially eighteen months or so is that the consumer when they come to a website, most consumers now have fake email addresses or email addresses that are not not uh, maintained, and they'll put in a fake name, fake email address or an email address that they'll never check to get past the squeeze page or the lead capture page to whatever information they want to discover. And you're seeing this. I mean, uh, I talk to people and have been in the last 11, 12 months that say, Dale, this is becoming bad. You know, I'm having people like Snow White and Mickey Mouse signing up on my lead capture pages daily and fake phone numbers and what's the answer. And we've come out with, with this new program that you mentioned earlier uh, around Robert Kiyosaki and the, the audio CD, The Perfect Business. and Basically what we discovered and what we believe and what we see as the next trend is about three years ago when people would come to our website, we changed from a traditional sign-up-for-our-newsletter-it's-great type message to, Sign up for our No Fluff marketing newsletter, and when you do, we're going to send you in the mail this free, free three hour audio training program. And we would send it to them, we still do. Uh, We don't even ask for a postage and handling fee. They sign up, they're going to get something sent to us in the mail, or sent to them in the mail. It's a $29, $97 three hour audio program. We mail it to them. And as soon as we implemented this, we started noticing that we were getting real data. We were getting real names, real mailing addresses, and real phone numbers. And I guess it's human nature that you know if somebody's going to be sending you something in the mail, then you better give them the correct mailing postal address. So I think it's the mentality of of fake info, it's all going to be fake or inaccurate, or real information if they know they're having something mailed to them. So we started doing this about three years ago, saw an immediate change in the accuracy of the data and really the number of people that registered based upon the visitors because they were actually getting a a gift of value and about 3 years ago you you started seeing internet marketers talking about you have to incentivize your website, you have to give them a free ebook or a free something, it has to be incentivized. And that's true and that's worked in some of our other sites for a couple of years, but the last 12 18 months you're even seeing a decline in that based uh versus uh Sending a physical product, so I believe the next trend, without question, is physical product. You, it, when p- when you drive people to your website, they have to request a physical product. A physical product has a more uh, perceived higher perceived value than a digital product. Plus, you're going to most importantly, you're going to get accurate information. So, because of all this and watching all these trends, we, that's why we came up with the the free RKCD program, and basically what this is is just an affiliate site. It can be used right now. We only introduced this about 10 days ago. We have uh, MLM distributors, network marketing distributors from 37 different companies right now, and uh, what they're able to do is instead of sending traffic to their corporate self-replicated website or instead of sending traffic to their squeeze page that is getting results that are diminishing daily. They send people to this free RKCD site. Their prospect requests the CD, a physical product. uh, And what we do as a company is we mail out on their behalf the CD to their prospect. We send them the name and the email they get that immediately of the person that's requested the CD. After we validate the postal address, then they get the complete data on that person, their name, their email, their postal mailing address, and their phone number. Uh, we mail out the CD form. They don't have, they're outsourcing their, this whole process to us. We mail the CD form, and then in seven days, we have a phone script that they can follow up with that person that received the the Robert Kiyosaki Perfect Business CD, and if they've received it and they've listened to it, that CD is one of the most powerful CDs I've ever ever heard, probably the most powerful, to open people's mind up to the possibility of a home business, network marketing, residual income, and I believe that it prepares people now to hear your message regarding your particular company. So we're really excited about this program. Our people are excited about it. The people that are implementing it and using it are fired up about it. And, uh, we just feel like this is going to be a home run, uh, without question because it's a win-win for everybody. The consumer gets a CD that is very valuable from a New York Times bestseller. The the, the distributor gets a lead that is pre-qualified because if Robert Kiyosaki doesn't open up their mind to the power of residual income, then probably they're upline on a three-way or a conference call or nothing else is going to. So it prepares the prospect's mind and heart. And the distributors uh, have got a streamlined uh, way to create qualified leads and they outsource the Mundane to our company and, uh, it's just, we're really fired up about it, excited about it. We've got affiliates from, uh, 11 countries the first 10 days and, uh, they're having success and so that's kind of the thing that we've been working on the most the last, really it's been a three year project putting this together, but we finally got it rolled out and we're fired up and excited about it. So do
2: you think that the days of E-zines and presentations, digital presentations online, like come to this website and, and watch this DVD. Lead capture using blogs and YouTube. You think those days are numbered?
3: No, I, I really don't. But I think I think for the most part, if you, if you send people to a site that offers them a a CD by Robert Kiyosaki, who basically is known worldwide, and once they receive that CD, the fact that you have to mail it means you're going to get accurate data to follow up with. And after they've received that CD and listened to it, then the odds of you getting them to your online presentation or getting them to take a look at your, your YouTube video or, your, or get on your conference call or whatever your normal play one is increases dramatically. And and that's what that's what we see. That's what we believe. It's it's the the two benefits. Number one is accurate data, and number two is it opens the prospect's mind to a point to where they can hear your message, and and have an interest in your message because uh, that CD has opened up their mind and heart to the possibility of network marketing residual income. Definitely increasing results. And, and, and more success for the amount of time that you spend. You aren't, you know, you just aren't pushing a rope constantly. They'll actually want to get on the webinar. And that's, that's what we see.
2: So in general, uh, backing up for the, for the, uh, panoramic view, what do you see for network marketing? We've got a, a very unique, uh, economic Situation occurring in the country and the world today, and there are going to be things obviously beyond that. Uh, what do you see happening near term and longer term
3: for uh, network marketing? Well, I, I think in general, you know, network marketing is just it, it just gives too many people like myself the opportunity to create some time freedom in their life and some success, and, and it's not going to go away because. Uh, you know, there's, there's always going to be people that are just, that want to, to grow, learn, develop, achieve. And I, and typically network marketing has always done better in a, in a down e- economy. And I, and I just think that network marketing is going to be here. I, I do think that you're, we're seeing a shift at some level back to the basics and people are starting to understand that, you know, this is a relationship business that, that, you know, that there's ideas and concepts and, and methods that have worked for 50 years and will work 50 years from now. Certainly, there's going to be more and more uh, technology that's going to open up different ways to prospect and different ways to communicate with people. But, you know, I think it's, the future is fine. I just think that people have to uh, understand that. You know, in most cases it's not going to happen overnight and anything worth building is worth building right and, and, and I think you're going to see hopefully more people have a long-term attitude towards the business and towards what they're trying to accomplish and, uh, you know, I feel great about the industry. I, I love the industry. At times I've really been, been disgusted by what's going on and what it, what, what people were doing, but I, I am, been very blessed by it and love it and want to support the good people within it so i feel good about it well that's a good thing yes yeah it
2: is and
3: uh at the
2: risk of sounding i don't know something stupid (laughs) i'm old enough so i don't care about sounding stupid anymore (laughs) at the risk of sounding anyway uh funny uh you're a good thing i'm uh Glad I met you, Mister Calvert.
3: It's my pleasure. You know, I I was looking forward to this, and you know, we recommend your book. Uh, We actually even have it on our tool section, and uh, it's just really, really a pleasure. I mean, some of the the articles that you've written—I mean, I have shared with so many people over the years, and uh, you know, it's just—it's refreshing to understand and, and talk with people that that understand the really the the power and the life changing potential of this industry and you know don't take it for granted you know i mean we're we're dealing with people's lives here so you know let's don't treat it like the lottery let's give it the respect it deserves and you're Agreed. one of those people yes thank you sir My pleasure. i appreciate you well i appreciate you inviting me mr
2: dale calvert yeah, do you do you enjoy having your mind changed as much as I do? I really have been a stand against duplicatable systems uh, for years. And so this guy uh opened my mind, changed changed my mind about it from how he describes what he's talking about and boy, he sure did do the numbers of it. it's why I asked him who he was at IBM because he he almost sounds like he's got an engineer's mind, an engineer's mentality. I I think that's more his passion for learning what works and what doesn't and going after what does and discarding what doesn't. Um, Fascinating. I'm sorry, I mean I'm glad and I'm sorry, I'm schizophrenic as usual that uh, I waited 10 years to get to know this man and to hear his message. Uh, great stuff. The, um, this Robert Kiyosaki thing he's doing, there's not much that gets my attention in the uh, let the tools do the work area. I certainly believe in that. Uh, Tim Sales, brilliant compensation um, I think was one of the better ones, and, and I've got a challenge with that just because I don't like the darn cartoon. Uh would rather have live people, but uh, I can't imagine for the vast majority of people anybody better than Robert Kiyosaki doing your presentation. I mean, talk about let the, let the tool do the work. Mama, that's great. So uh, I am off to investigate... Uh, what Dale has put together here with this free, uh, Robert Kiyosaki CD. We'll probably sign up for it myself, and we'll probably sign up, so you'll have an affiliate link off of this to track it down if you want. It sounds very powerful. And from first-hand experience, I know the business of the bogus email addresses, and I just did a recent thing with Belief Busters where uh, I offered a digital library of 67 self-help classics and found that a lot of people signed up, got the got the self-help classics library, and then kicked it off. You know, they weren't interested in me. They weren't interested in my product. They were interested in their darn freebie. So, I you know, the man is on to something. And clearly, this is a guy who doesn't get on to something uh, he comes from the Art Jonak Tom Schreider School uh, of test, test, test. Let's see what works, and let's follow up with what works. I know you got his heart, and he, the longer I live, and the longer I live in network marketing, the more important that is to me. I vote with my heart now, and I support people who who talk to that part of me, who move me, who. Uh, that I resonate with and I I sense their values and I sense their mission and that's just that's become more important than anything else and I admire that about this man good good mastermind session and that's what you've been listening to the mastermind sessions if someone passed this along to you and you want to get a subscription for your very own that's easy to do just go to the mastermindsessions.com Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you.
0: Did you have the paradigm shift? That's what I really, really want to know. I hope you did. Of course, John said he had a paradigm shift and I hope you guys did as well. If you're close, you know, we've gone through these last, what, my introduction. This is session number three, three sessions. Honestly, I guess if you come this far, then you're probably very close to the paradigm shift. I want to invite you to uh, check out the training uh, DVD program we have available at mlmconfessions.com mlmconfessions.com because if what you see there doesn't put you way over the fence, then just return the confessions program and of course we offer a 100% money back guarantee and uh, Actually, by the time most of you hear this, it's going to be an online online program. But go check it out because during that, we – what is commonly called let the cat out of the bag. And when we let the cat out of the bag, I told people, you know, we're going to let the cat out of the bag. But most people won't – they won't see the – they won't even see the cat. When they won't even they won't even know the cat when they see it, and we definitely let the cat out of the bag in that session. And there's some top money earners in multiple companies all over the industry, all over the world. I mean, I'm thinking about Barry Donaldson, uh, um, five links number one money earner, Tim Tim Miller, top money earner at SBC, and the list goes on and on that have told me over the last twenty years that. You know, they bought the that Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire when it first came out years ago on VHS and audio and how it totally transformed the way they looked at building their teams. And I know it will today because, again, truth is truth. Uh, wisdom of the ages does not change. It will be the same 50 years as it is from now. And if you have not accessed that training, uh, you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your organization to take a look at that. It's at mlmconfessions.com. This is Dale Coward. I appreciate you guys more than you know. Please leave me uh, some kind of input, impact, uh, opinion on iTunes for this podcast. I look at everyone. I respond to many of them. Uh, I I need to know if this is resonating with people. Uh, By the emails that I have have received in the last couple of months. I know a lot of what we're putting out there is really like, my gosh, you know, they're starting to see things through different colored glasses. And again, my hope, my focus always has been and is now more than ever that the network marketing industry profession, if you want to call it that, can get out of the state of Dissipation, And the only way that's ever going to happen is if people like you uh, g- get connected with and start teaching, preaching, and believing the core principles on which this awesome industry was founded. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you next week for another hopefully mind-tweaking episode. This is Dale Calvert. Go check us out at mlmconfessions.com. Check out that program. You'll be glad you did.
1: If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly...